That's right. Welcome back to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. As usual, I am yours truly, Mike D. To my left, we have the spellbound Ryan Shipley. Yes. To my right, as usual, we have the owner of Knoxville's longest-running comic shop, one Mr. Bill Langford. That was a great adjective, Mike. I like the spellbound. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And, of course, we have a guest this week, a returning guest, a second-timer guest, one Mr. Carson Hunt. Yay! Nailed it in one. Thank you for, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a part of the two-timing club now. Yeah, you right? are. Yeah. It's we a have, very, um, so like, right now, I think we have two people in it. Tyler and Paul, I we, think. Yeah, Tyler yeah. and Paul. We still yeah. need to come up with some type of a token or a When a, they get to five is when they get the um, robe, like an SNL. Be, oh, there you go. I like great. it. Maybe yeah, with yeah, the Comic yeah. Exchange logo on the yeah. back. I'm holding you to it, then. What is this, episode 27, 28? 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah, that's not bad for... He, he knew and you didn't. Because <laughs> I'm a listener, man. My mind is still... Okay, so everybody that's listening... I'm like, like your number like, one fan. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's, it's, I hope you don't go creepy like Robert De Niro in that fan the fan movie. Well, you oh, never know. Uh, nice yeah, short. But um, my mind is still a little blown because earlier before we recorded... Uh, we got to see some magic it, tricks. It was remarkable. It, it was, was like so it was like cool. it was like David Blaine Street Magic in the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get scared though. But no, you, um, yeah, you held your own. And yeah. I, I, I kind of describe Ron. So when Ron sees magic, it's like an equal mix of bewilderment and fear. There's <laughs> and like wonder. It, it's, it, it, yeah, and there's some like wonder a thrown in on like top. Innocent. Yes, because like I said before, I don't want to know how the trick is done. I tried to get you to watch that behind the mask. Ma- no, and I got time. mad. And Ron didn't want to have I any part of it. I broke your TV. Well, whoa, no, whoa. let's not go that far. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but no. yeah, no, you you were you were like, definitely. I, I know there's that show that Penn and Teller do where the mm-hmm. magician does a trick and they try to guess how it was done. Yes. And I can't watch that. I love Penn and Teller. They don't. They don't. They don't say how it's done. Oh, they don't say. They give like little clues to the magician that like they, they use like magician jargon. Yes, they're like, well, we know. Or they'll say like some little odd sentence, yeah. which to you and I doesn't mean much, but to the magician, he knows or she knows. Okay, because so I they thought don't that was weird because I know Penn and Teller really hate it. That mass magician guy when he was revealing all the secrets. Well, I tell you, the magician we had today was. <laughs> Outstanding. Spectacular. Oh, thank uh, you. The great and powerful Merlin is so happy that you enjoyed it, Ryan. Oh, it was so good. So many good tricks. I think four. And yeah. we're going to do one. Our audience is very confused right now. Yeah. Oh, it's great. They, they understand the beginning of our shows are always a little scatterbrained. <laughs> one thing we did want to do at the top, speaking of our uh, elusive uh, club of two-timers, yes, um, we wanted to give a shout-out uh, to Tyler Russell. Yeah. Um, there was a – Tyler was involved in a – a pretty nasty motor, motorcycle oh, accident. Uh, about a month ago? I think so. And um, and this was maybe a year after one of his best friends had actually passed on, yeah. on, on, during a, on a motorcycle accident. Yeah. I was uh, just like, when I saw that he just got in a wreck, I was like just hoping my... Mm. I felt my heart, you know, drop in my stomach. Like I was scared. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he, uh, unfortunately, he has very limited medical coverage. And so right now he has, I think currently, is it a GoFundMe or on? It's or a GoFundMe. It? Um, we can link it in the show notes, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he's looking. Uh, he's also had to miss work because of it. Because he's still trying to, you know, he's got his channel running. So I think the surgery was last Thursday. And from what I understand, the surgery was successful. Yeah. He's uh, definitely in a lot of pain right now. His spirits have been as positive can, as can be right now. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he's missed a lot of time from work and... So if anyone has uh, the inclination or um, the the heart to go and donate some money to his um, his uh, GoFundMe, we're going to put a link at the the bottom of the description. Yeah, yeah, and if you if you can't because we know right now it's 
money site for everybody. Uh, if you want to share the link as well, that that would also be M- much uh, appreciated. Grateful for him, yeah. Uh, but he's such a solid dude. Yeah, and if you get a chance, he has a great. Uh, is it a YouTube channel? It's a YouTube yep. channel. It's called uh, TJ's Toy Hunt. Look at you! I was about to look it up. Hey, I'm his number one fan. You gotta yeah. be. A, you gotta be a viewer, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, hang in there, buddy. Yeah, he's part of the Two Timers Club, right? He's a Two Timer, yeah. With, uh, along with Carson, yeah. If we got to call it, let's call him the Two Timers. That sounds. That sounds. <laughs> well, negative. if you have any of us on one more time, then we got to go three timers. So yeah. you know. Yeah, well, and we will because if we keep is, being on this show. It's going to be the Old Timers Club. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's already the Old Timers. Club. <laughs> we, we kind of like. I wonder like what the average age is our our listener. I'm gonna say 24. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you would uh, like to say 24. <laughs> But hey, that demographic plays very well with advertisers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> speaking of which, you're outside the main demographic now, aren't you? Because it's like eighteen to forty something. Eighteen to thirty-five. Oh my god, I'm out of it too. Yeah, you've been out of it for a while. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that bad. Yeah. But uh, another thing we want to cover that we missed last week. Yes. Was uh, it was our mistake, but we were supposed to have a fan giveaway. Yeah, as we've mentioned, we were old. Um, we have this little sheet that Mike does every week about what we're going to talk about, except for like the nonsense at the beginning of the episode. I call it bullet points. Bullet yeah. points, yes. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't on the bullet points, so we kind of just kind of forgot a lot of stuff. So we're going to do that. Um, I feel like you're blaming me for that suddenly. No, no. It's almost like, what is it, um, Anchorman, where he just reads whatever's on the teleprompter? <laughs> yes. That's kind of how Ron is. If yeah. it's on the bullet points, he'll read <laughs> yeah. it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I kind of like blaming Mike. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah, so we went ahead last week. We did the, the drawings. and But the first one, and this is um, Roseanne Season 7. What oh, a fantastic yeah. prize. The, the best season. <laughs> and you have to take it. Yeah. I tell you, if it, if it wasn't a situation where employees couldn't win, I would uh, I would put my name in I there. wanted to. I just, yes. Darlene Hickman. Darlene Hickman. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, that's, so, that's very appropriate to win. A Darlene, a yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. Um, so, Darlene, uh, we'll have it um, behind the counter. So, whenever you come in, I'll make sure that's set in lane no. If Bill's not here, uh, you can just pick it up whenever. Yeah, you have, and, to, t- you have yeah. to take it. You have to take it. It's contractual. <laughs> and then the winner of our uh, $26 gift card. For our 26th episode of the podcast. Yep. Brad Mulchan. M-O-L-C-H-A-N? Brad, Brad Molson. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's cool. So, Brad, yeah, when you have a chance, just come by and grab that. Cool, quick story about Brad real okay. fast. Brad was, the, uh, I believe, the publisher of Dark Visions Publishing in Knoxville back in the 90s, and they published, I believe, a couple comics, Mike. Do you hmm. remember? Uh, I do remember. Oh. Why has Brad not been on our show yet? So, I hadn't seen Brad in a long time, and then uh, he came in the store and dropped some books off to get graded, which were Dark Visions books from the 90s. Oh, he wow. Oh, really? Get, yeah. Okay. And they had actually paid, I think at the time, Joe Linsner, the creator of Dawn, yeah. $2,000 to do a cover for him for issue two. Okay. And so the second issue has a beautiful Joe Linsner cover. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, when the when the self-publishing craze was big, uh, he was one of the first people I remember in Knoxville that was doing a self-published comic. Sounds like we need to have him on the podcast. Maybe mid-90s. Yeah, so well, maybe when he comes and picks up the $26 gift card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, can't spend it until you come on our podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then our grand winner. And what was our grand prize? So Sorry, we had a combo prize. <laughs> okay. It was a signed uh, Ron Otley Amazing Spider-Man number one. Really good from run. The, from the Nick Spencer run. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and along with that, we also have a hardcover of Ron Otley's convention sketch work called Pigtails and Violence. 
Which is awesome. Which it's is a it's, big, thick book. I, if it wasn't shrink-wrapped, I've already gone through it, but uh, unfortunately, they're all shrink-wrapped. Yeah. But uh, if the winner wants to open one here in the store, I would love to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's on you, the winner, who yes. is Ben Smith. Oh, congratulations. Yep. Mr. Smith. Yeah. And yeah, congratulations to our winners. Yeah. yeah. Woo. This is a really good prize. We're going to have to really step up for the next one. Yeah, I mean, we should, you've set like a precedence here. We're going to have to do something big for the 25th anniversary of the store next year. Yeah. We'll be, so maybe we can do something where Ron Shipley will come over to your house and personally <laughs> deliver, your comic, deliver your comic book. I <laughs> will. I'll have the Uber over, though, so please don't live too far. Um, and we'll have Bill pop out of a cake for you. Oh, now you're taking it too far. <laughs> Way just, too just far. Just make sure that you've got something for Ryan to look up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So 25th anniversary, we'll be celebrating all year in 2024. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're hoping to have some new T-shirts made for the 25th anniversary. Maybe something with some red, white, and blue. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is the 25th anniversary? I think it's silver. Is it silver? Uh, have you and uh, how far are you from your 25th wedding anniversary? Why are you asking me math questions, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. Can, can you I not look you... this up by yourself? No, I, mean, I, I guess I can, damn it. The 20, I'm pretty sure the 25th is silver, but uh, I think my wife and I, we're on maybe aluminum or copper, whatever. Like <laughs> Aluminum. <laughs> kryptonite. Whatever 14 kryptonite would be awesome. <laughs> If we could redo the... Uh, it's the, silver, yeah. Okay. Now, my, my wife and I have two years before we hit 25. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what's 23 years, Ryan? Look that up. Look it up, Shipley! Snap to it. <laughs> Let's see where Carson's at. That's lunch at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of anniversaries in the shop, we have a Batman Day coming up, right? Mm. Oh, yes. So correct. This Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. I think, <laughs> this so Saturday the 16th? Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. the 16th, yeah. So Saturday the 16th from uh, 11 to 8 all day, we're going to be passing out, I think they sent us two free Batman books. Both of them are reprints. One collects the recent Batman and Joker Mark Silvestri series. Like the first issue, right? The first issue. The Deadly okay. Duo. The Deadly Duo. Mm-hmm. And the second one is actually the kickoff for this Batman Catwoman um this crossover that they're doing. Which is kind of cool that they're doing like such a recent. They're definitely mm-hmm. wanting to get people into the series and now's a good time as any because it's only the first issues come out. Now there's a, th- mm-hmm. a third one that's not a part of like the free issues, right? Those first two are free. Anybody in store, yeah, you don't have to it, do a purchase. You can no, come in and no grab purchase. both of those books. Sure. Yeah. And the third book is a real cool chromium cover. Uh, Jim Lee number Batman 608, which was the first issue of oh. Batman Hush. Hush uh, was like, I think it's the first time Jim Lee really wor- worked on Batman. Yes. And uh, it's cool too. Like if you get the full cover or the Chrome cover, you're going to want to then read the whole thing because it was such a cool story. And the, the neat thing about it is he got he gets to draw the entire Batman rogues gallery. Oh yeah. Throughout yeah. the story, it involves yep. at some point almost every main Batman villain. That was the thing I couldn't wait for when I first started reading that series mm-hmm. is, is finding out what character is going to come next. Yeah. And it kind of left you on a click cliffhanger on every issue because you would see maybe a panel a splash page at the very end of it that'd mm-hmm. be like oh my gosh Clayface is going to be in the next one or something and and so that was really really cool that was a neat draw it was and it was definitely that it was a way to keep people into the series and, and not only that but for DC 
Now they can do a full line of action figures of Jim Lee Batman figures because oh, he's right. drawing yeah. all these characters. Mm-hmm. And now they can do all these posters of Jim Lee Poison Ivy or Jim Lee... Um, animated movies. Yeah, yep. animated movies, all the whole nine yards. And I got to tell you, with McFarlane Toys, they are big on those artist renditions and they put mm-hmm. out so, so much product. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you have an artist rendition of a character you like, McFarlane Toys, if they've not done it already, you can count on it coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And he, he's done some hush figures. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And you have the completed series in the store? Um, not in comic form. We have some of the issues. Uh, I think total. But you have thir- it in like there are thirteen issues, but we have it in collected. Form. Yeah, in collections, mm-hmm. and that's awesome if you decide to get it because um, collections are also. So everything Batman related in the stores can be twenty percent off all day. Nice. So, so like Catwoman, ooh. Joker, Robin, Catwoman, all Joker, that. Robin, statues, pops, back issues, trade paperbacks, hardbacks, T-shirts, posters. So um, if it's twenty percent off. Everything Batman related awesome. is Batman family is twenty percent off. And the Chrome uh, cover that's nine ninety nine. So the other two books are free. The Chromium is nine ninety nine. Yeah, I got to tell you, I love a good Chromium cover. I know in the nineties we got gimmicked out by a lot of covers, <laughs> yes, but yeah. uh, man, a nice Chromium cover, mwah, it's always yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I love it. There's it's so special it. now because it, uh, we don't does, get it, it does. that much. Yeah, for the fur, these go fast. Like as, as long as we have them with purchase, there's the little Batman figures, right? Batman Black and White. Yeah, Batman Black and White. They're blind. They're blind bags. Oh, um, collection series one and three, and one per uh, purchase. So it's series, yeah, series one and three, and I think they're two inch figures. They're static, so they're not posable. Yep. Uh, but yeah, any purchase uh, for they're the based uh, while off, they last, I think we have thirty of them. But yeah, thirty, thirty, something. So, yeah, and, so but the, the first thirty purchases. They're based off of the uh, really popular line that they did of the Batman black and white statues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're so, just like shrunken versions of those. Correct. So it's different artist renditions. So there's like a Mike Manoa Batman. There's, there's like a Jim a, Lee a Batman. Jim Lee Batman. Yeah. The uh, Hush Batman is in there. Yeah. Yep. This uh, is the best way to do a blind bag where it's free or with yeah. the purchase. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That way you don't feel cheated when you get your second, second consecutive. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I got doubles already. I, I know that people are in different things. I don't want to give anybody a hard time. I do not understand the blind bag trend. I, I would like to know what I'm buying, please. I don't want to yeah. Yeah. not know what I'm buying. What in the world? But so you know, I, different I think, strokes. I think it induces a, a sense of gambling, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of yeah. gambling, yeah. It's a bit of a thrill going, ooh, am I, am I going to get that one figure that I really, really want to have? Right. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like opening magic cards or baseball cards, something like that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But we were talking about there are techniques that, that are proved techniques in this store where you can, like, kind of fill the wrapping of it and try to guess who the character is. Cause so you've gone through the all these ones? figures. Yeah, the Lego <laughs> ones are really easy because they don't put any type of protection around those figures. So yeah. if you feel those around, like I was trying to find the Robin Hood and the Prince John yeah, Lego yeah, yeah. figure, and you can easily be like, oh, well, that's a bow and arrow, or this yep. is a crown, or a bag yeah. of gold. I did feel around at some of those blind bags, and mm. some are obvious, yeah. and some are not so much because they have to put some protective, uh, like plastic mm, around the yep. cape, so the capes aren't damaged or anything. Yeah. So then it gets to be a little bit harder. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, now, but they're you, all really good. I mean, unless you've already got a bunch of them, yeah, you're you're gonna win big either way because yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. amazing looking. Oh, that's yeah, cool. that's cool. Now the only thing you don't like is the skills. The, the, the skills oh, of justice. So, I haven't had this situation happen in my store, but I've seen it, witnessed it in other stores yeah. where people come in and they'll have one of the food scales that can measure down no to way. the... Yes. They'll get down to like the milligram. What? And someone online has gone through and bought like a whole box of these blind bag figs and they've weighed every single one. Oh my God. And then opened them and they marked the weight. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they publish this online and the people go and get it online and they'll show up to... Hot Topic, Target, or Target, wherever yeah. the blind bags are, and you'll see them there with a fruit scale, a food scale, uh, standing in the toy aisle. <laughs> There's not much news, is there? 
two weeks in a row. Not, a, not I think the strike is really starting to set back the news because you know our news segments often deal with a lot more than comics, and there's just not been any show news, movie news. It's all just locked down. So. No, and the most like news is depressing news where stuff is getting pushed back. Yeah, yeah. Um, or people I'm, just die. Yeah, I'd imagine at this point now. Most of these dates are out because, you know, Marvel still hasn't moved Deadpool's date. Mm. That's going to get moved. You'd think. Oh, yeah, it has to. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, because they're st- they don't look like th- either side is willing to budge yet. Right. This Which a- means get ready for who wants to be a superhero. <laughs> yes. Uh, and lots yeah. of reality yep. shows like yeah. that. Yeah. I remember yesterday when I was watching football on Sunday, I saw mm-hmm. a lot of that Name That Tune commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So- Whatever cheap uh, game shows they can do, reality shows. They're going to do a lot of like what they have on streaming. It's going to be the first time on television. Like I think CBS is going to start running Yellowstone. Yes. And I saw ABC is going to start doing some Disney movies. going to start airing some. Miss Marvel, which yep. just aired on. Yeah, so they're going to... They're going to be scrounging for content for a, for a minute. I wonder how wrestling gets around this because it is scripted. I mean, they have... Things well, that are written for it. They may not be a part of the guild. Oh, right, right. Unions. That was, McMahon doesn't course, like unions. No, no. Uh, Pretty much a, a lot of people that write for a reality TV show, because even the reality TV show, there's still like an outline or a script. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. those are exempt from union type of jobs. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And the video game uh, unions might be going on strike soon, too, which I don't think will really imp- voice actors. Uh, mm. for video games. I don't think that's going to impact us for like the next few years because I imagine most games lock in the um, you know the audio and everything early like the voiceovers. Back in my day we didn't have voice actors for video games. <laughs> we just had rips and blooms. Yeah. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens. Um, I know there is still like hey you know they're starting to talk which is good mm-hmm. but from what I understand they're still so far apart. I did hear that the theaters made a concession to the actors, though, and they pulled that ad that runs in front of all the Regal Cinema movies. Please, God, let this be oh. true. Where oh. it's the famous lines of yeah. the, the oh, cinema. That, that commercial that is yeah. the worst because some of the lines don't fit. Like when the right. guy is trying to get by and he goes, you can't sit here. And he goes, so you're saying there's a chance? That makes no sense. He's telling you you have no chance. Yeah, He's saying you yeah. can't sit here. Yeah. It's such a bad commercial. Well, Every person in Illinois, like, hey, we can hire the, hire the most annoying people. Yeah. Except Danny, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Hey, he yeah. Yeah, Basically fair. had to do it because he's got things to pay yeah. for. <laughs> and he doesn't die. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good that's, thing for you. Yeah. Man, I wish that was true. Because here's the problem. No, they, 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 they actually did. They yeah. did? That's, oh, <laughs> that's, I'm being okay. serious. They, 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 because, uh, they said there was a public backlash. Oh. And I, don't, I don't know why it took them a year and a half to <laughs> yeah. discover the public backlash. Oh, <laughs> but now they've discovered it, and they're going to pull that. Because it puts you in a foul mood. You sit down in a regal. You've played the games with uh, Maria Munez. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I score 100 every time on those yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one little girl was amazing how good she did. I think they fed her the answer. You think so? There's no <laughs> way she gets that many right. Then you get the fun roller coaster thing. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, some people like to pretend like they're on a roller coaster. Um, and then you get to see all your trailers and you're pumped for the movies coming out. Then you can see that Regal uh, ad where they buy, you get 20 movies for free or whatever. Yeah. And then right before the movie starts. They start to walk into that yep. theater. Yep. They, they start walking that theater and your mood goes down. And it takes like 20 minutes of Oppenheimer yelling about nuclear secrets well, to get back into AMC it. AMC is not much better. We've got an AMC in Maryville and so you have to sit through Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman telling you that oh. heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs> hey, that's the, that's, the magic, that's the magic of cinema. 
It's right? yeah. the magic oh, of movies. Hey, when's the last time you saw a trailer in the theater that you had not already seen on TV? I can't that's, even remember. That's a good question. For me, it's a little bit better now because like, once COVID hit and we were not able to go to theaters much, I really stopped watching trailers online. Uh, but I heard there is like a a new trailer coming out later this week, right? They did a teaser trailer Sunday night. Uh, Aquaman? Yeah. Aquaman 2, I should Aquaman say. Two. Yeah. What's it called? Aquaman 2? Uh, the Lost Cause. The no, I'm sorry. The Lost, <laughs> <laughs> the, lo- the Lost Kingdom. Um, the Lost Kingdom. How's Have you seen the trailer? I have. I'm, I was a big fan of the Aquaman movie, okay. which apparently a lot of people were because that's it the almost, highest grossing yeah. look DC the, film. If you look at the worldwide grosses, mm-hmm. it's really up it there. It hit a bill, um, right? Yes. Which was kind of funny because you know Aquaman's one of those characters which I thought you're never going to see an Aquaman movie. Right and, right. and on top of that, if you do see an Aquaman movie, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the Aquaman from the comics. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we actually saw what we did. And there's so much that they packed into that first movie mm-hmm. that it almost felt like the directors and the writers are like we're never going to get this chance again <laughs> just yeah, throw yeah, yeah. everything we have into yeah. it um and uh yeah i'm really excited for this one the, uh, my only complaint and this is minor mm-hmm. but my only complaint is that i do wish that aquaman from jason momoa is just a little less broy. Mm, yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah um because i don't know i you read some of the comic books and Arthur's that, not really like that. Doesn't that doesn't come not, off. No, of the he, he's like, the king of Atlantis. Mm, like yep, he, there's right, a right. bit of a, a higher a position or regalness yeah. to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so the uh, the broy uh, surfer dude is like. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it doesn't could, even make sense how we would end up like that. He grew up in like Maine. Why are you acting like a California surfer <laughs> guy? Yeah. 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 And that could just be a demographic thing. You know how when you have yeah, an yeah, old yeah. writer and they're like, yeah. this is how kids talk today. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just figuring that that's kind of going to play to the readers, yeah. not yeah. understanding that the mm-hmm. readers' yeah. comics that we, we don't really want. Um, Aquaman's just dabbing throughout the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, once James Gunn came in, right, and you know that these movies coming up, just really don't play into anything because we always say all they want about the Marvel movies all being connected. But I think connectivity kind of is something that you look, you know, you're used to now with comic book movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Flash has been on HBO max now for at least a month Mm -hmm. and I still haven't, haven't seen it. I still haven't the desire to watch it. Mm. Have you watched it yet, Mike? You know, I I haven't. I've seen, I haven't watched it either. I do. I have, I do want to watch it, but, (laughs) uh, but, but you've not been. It's been out for a month on HBO Max, and you've not. So this is the thing. I've, there's been times when I've had the remote in my hand, yeah. and I'm like, I, let me watch Flash. But I do want to wait and watch it with Elizabeth. Yeah. So, uh, I so you're blaming your kid. <laughs> I am. I'm using that as an excuse. Okay, nice. Yeah. So I went to the theaters to see it. All right. Because um, I am a big Batman '89. Fan. Okay. Oh uh, yes. You know yes. that was my Batman. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and so. I was very excited to see the movie just because of that. Yeah, yep. and every scene with Michael Keaton in it is fantastic. Cool. There are a lot of this is non-spoiler, so nobody has to skip. There are a lot of of scenes in the movie that are just wow! I can't believe I just saw what I saw. Really, yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. scenes. My my biggest complaint with the movie is the Flash yeah. is mm-hmm. is Ezra Miller. I'm not really a big fan of his portrayal of the Flash, mm-hmm. and now that there's two of him in the same movie, oh, right, yeah. right. it can be a lot. Yeah. Especially, you know, one of them is even more annoying than him usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you have that going on, and and the fact that it's like 
it's a one-two punch for him mm-hmm. because we already have all the drama that he has like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the best of people <laughs> by any accounts right. from what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, you had such a good flash in the television show, uh, which I'm yeah. scratching my head going, yeah. why, why did you, you not just in? bring yeah. him in? That just makes, yeah. you've already got a built-in following for yep. this. Yes. And so, I, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. Um, if not for just watching Michael Keaton okay. be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think with the Aquaman, I'll probably wait till it's on HBO Max. I think a lot of people will. Except unless it's like one of those things where I've got to go to the, the theater thing, and see that's that. Cool, that's cool. But it could it be at the point in the theater. The only thing in the theater is Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's yeah. no, true. <laughs> it's such a it's such a a, a big spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of like I went to the theater to see the first one, right. yeah, and yeah, yeah. and for that very reason because it's just larger than life. Yes, and yeah. uh, with all the things that are going, even the trailer is like, man, there's a lot of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, you, I like to see something that's really big on this on the big screen so that I can see everything and and. Uh, now, yeah. I'm just going to guess here. Yeah, I'm going out on a limb. Yep. I'm going to guess one of the reasons that you're drawn to Aquaman is because of the Arthurian kind of take on. That um, is a really nice segue, Bill. <laughs> really, really nice. So, because when I was younger, my first exposure to Aquaman was Super yeah. Friends. Okay. Yeah. And in Super Friends, they don't really go in much into the the, the kind of the king of the sea aspect. He has a seahorse, right? He, he has the yeah. seahorse, which I mean, I, whatever. But uh, his job is basically talk to fish, talk yep. to fish, and ride and, and scuba uh, to uh, ski on the dolphins. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but and then I think it was maybe the Peter David the run. The Peter David run. Yes. Yep. Where all of a sudden Where he loses his hand. He loses the hand. Yes. He gets kind of the the water hand. Uh, he, his look even changes kind of to more of like the, the goatee. Yep. Yep. Kind of like Jason Momoa's look, actually. A little, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. And you start hearing some of the messaging about how he is now like a protector of the sea, a protector yep. of the ocean, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and every animal in the ocean. And he starts to kind of play up, you know, more and, of the... the like and, and his line is like, yes. Yes. like, yeah, I control water. How much of your body is made of water? Yeah. 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 Which yours is 70% Coke Zero. Yeah, 70% so it's Coke Zero. Be, yeah. Yeah. It's like 50% yeah. water, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a lot. Um, yeah. And um, he lost that hand by having it held underwater and eaten by piranhas. Piranha. Ooh. Yeah. How have dodged kidney stones this long? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Um, but no, uh, I hope it. I hope it's good. I, I know Momoa said this is probably the last time he's going to be Aquaman. Mm. Um, let him be Lobo. Let him be Lobo. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. He's yeah, perfect for that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited. But the Flash thing, yeah, the Ezra Miller, I know they're getting help right now, and that's good. But mm-hmm. it's just like... Uh. Well, Ezra and Momoa both have something in common with those characters. Both versions of those characters were just invented from scratch. Like, they don't yeah. act like... Either of those characters don't act like that in the comics. It's, it's definitely very unique character portrayals for both of those. Yeah, and I don't want to offend the Snyder fans, but... I do. Not just kidding. <laughs> Snyder, I don't think, yeah, got those characters. No, no. I think that's safe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we had our segue. Let's get back to it. So, um, you came on in... In May. In May for mm-hmm. Pirate Fest, the Tennessee yeah. Pirate mm-hmm. Fest. Yep. And so uh, starting uh, in October, yes, we're getting... Uh, so that's going to be like the first week in October, which I think first is First three sixth. weekends in October okay. is the Tennessee Medieval Fair. Yeah. And that's why I'm here today. So if you haven't had a chance to attend one of these, you're really missing out. And yep. uh, 
Carson, go ahead and explain and just, for people who aren't familiar with the. Uh, just give them kind of the broad strokes of what's absolutely. involved. But just real quick, just for the yeah. first three mm-hmm. uh, October's, just so everybody knows, that would be the seventh and the eighth, mm-hmm. the fourteenth and the fifteenth, and the twenty-first, and the most magical day of the year, Uh-oh. October twenty-second. Uh-huh. Why is that the, the most magical? I thought the most magical day of the year was Christmas. You shut your mouth. That's my birthday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. There it is. So, yeah. So, um, but, okay. Explain what it is. So, the Tennessee Medieval Fair, for people that don't know, it's um, the best way to describe it is it's like a Renaissance festival. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's that's exactly what it is, except uh, we're not set in Renaissance times. Okay. Like, that's kind of the thing that sets us apart from, from anybody else. Yeah. Um, we call ourselves the Medieval Fair, and that separates us from the Tennessee Renaissance Festival in Nashville. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, if you call yourself a Renaissance Fair, you kind of have to be, <laughs> you know, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Renaissance time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the good thing is, is that with us uh, allowing uh, allowing us to be uh, the Medieval Fair mm-hmm. gives us the opportunity to... Um, play into fantasy a little bit more so that way we're able to do a lot of characters and themes and shows that are based around properties that everybody already understands and gets like robin hood or in this case king arthur this is the second year that we're doing king arthur and uh, last year we did the uh, sword in the stone story the arthur nice. coming into uh his uh, his king kinghood i guess you would say yeah. um but this year he and Guinevere are celebrating their first year of marriage, and they're celebrating this in a nearby kingdom called Newcastle. Okay. And so uh, there, there's this big anniversary party planned, and of course, you kind of have a little bit of drama. Oh, you got to have go. some yep. conflict. I see, yep. I've seen Princess Bride. I know what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've seen the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Well, but Wedding's- Princess Bride did not have Nordic invaders. Oh, okay. So we've got we we have Nordic invaders that are coming in and they're wanting to take over Arthur's kingdom. So Arthur, being the peaceful type of king who wants to bring unity to his kingdom together, mm-hmm. uh, decides let's invite him to the party. What could go wrong? Mm. You never invite him to the party. No. <laughs> not the Nordic, not the Nordic invaders. Yeah, I've especially watched. if you have ale. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I've watched enough seasons of Vikings, read enough Hagar the Horrible. You don't invite them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one will be kind of like the one in uh, May, where you're. There's going to be a story told throughout the day. There is, yes, and uh, it's it's one of those where if you want to really be entranced into the story and and know everything about it, there's plenty of opportunities to do so. We have a stage show that um, goes through the story mm-hmm. um, and sets up everything with all the different characters and everything, and that leads to the combat chess match. Ooh. And the combat what? chess match um, is exactly what it sounds like. We, instead of um, typically playing uh, chess where Mm -hmm. you just simply take a piece, you fight for it. Oh, cool. And so the story uh, continues through that. Okay. Um, And then there are other things, too. Like for the kids, uh, there's a uh, Tales of the... the, or the Sword in the Stone uh, story for the kiddos. And so they can get to know how Arthur became king. So with the younger Arthur? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, And so there's plenty of opportunities for story. And we're in character all through the day. Oh I tell gosh. people that doing this type of thing is like being in the longest play you've ever been in Ooh, because yeah. you're in character for eight hours. Wow. Right? Wow. And yeah. let me say this, just to interject, when Carson showed up tonight, he was in character. Yes. He was in yes. full costume carrying the staff. Yeah. And I got to tell you, for one thing, the robes were uh, looked like they were intensely hot. Like yeah. I guess uh, that, they're warm. 
Yes. So yeah. you're excited <laughs> that this is actually in October. Fingers crossed it'll be cooler. Yes, mm. yes. There for a while we were doing Medieval Fair in May and Pirate Fest in October. Oh. And we switched those a few years ago, and uh, it's been a great thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think fall weather has... There's something almost kind of uh, magical about yep. autumn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that plays really well to our medieval fair. And it also, like you said, it, it helps with the warmer costumes because I wear a black robe and it's wool. Oh, yeah. And and it's it's thick, it's heavy, and it looks amazing, but it gets warm when you're in all black, you know. And not only that, but um, we had a, a battle earlier today over a staff. And we were all right. we were all fighting over, and that thing weighs. That thing is heavy. It's 25, heavy. 30 pounds. Yeah, maybe not that much. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. But uh, but it is it is hefty. I would imagine yeah. an entire day in the wool carrying the staff, mm-hmm. uh, which is beautiful. It's, it's it like is. a griffin. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I imagine that's got to be. So how does that it, work? Do you get like breaks during the day? Uh, there are yeah, there are times where we can take a moment and go backstage and have something to eat yeah now when i eat i eat with the patrons because okay. usually what i'll do is i'll take like a um um like a a, a, a burlap sack type yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. and i've made almost like a a, a trail mix of stuff nice, where i've okay. got uh, uh dried meats nice. and hard cheeses and some crackers and maybe some dried fruit and stuff yeah. and i'll sit down with the patrons in character in character yeah and i'll i'll eat there with them and uh, it, it, that's some of the best interactions is, is being able to, to sit there and, and enjoy time with the patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, Places don't do that. Most Renaissance fairs don't do that type of thing. Like right. if you're going to eat with somebody, you just go off. And, and, and you know, there's plenty of people that do. And, and you do need time where you go backstage and you decompress for a minute. Mm-hmm. You do need those times. Cool off. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, I really love just getting in there with with everybody and and playing with them and and with me playing the role of Merlin. How great! Uh, yeah, that yeah. gives me the opportunity to do some magic, and so that's been a lot of fun when I do that with the kids and and uh, and, and the adults too. Um, it, it's always fun to see people's faces light up. Where else can you go? And eat lunch with Merlin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, play battle chess. Uh, yeah, he yeah, game yeah. of battle chess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then um, you know, hang out and, and watch the story of the sword and the stone. Yeah, and watch yeah. him and, pull and the Excalibur is, from the. Yeah. That's just the, the story mm-hmm. element to it. The stage shows that we have, and the the chess, the combat chess, chess is um, just scratching the surface mm-hmm. because there are several music acts that we have. Just oh. like the pirates, mm-hmm. you've brought, exactly, so you brought yeah. a lot of uh, music acts in. Yes, uh, absolutely, and so you'll hear a lot of like Irish folk music, and you'll hear some sea shanties too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's also some professional acts that we bring in that are jugglers, acrobats, and that type of thing. Um, and um, uh, the, of course, the food. Oh wow! I, I mean, you I, know, yeah. there's there's nothing like taking a, a big turkey leg. Yes. And walking down leg. to the field of yeah. honor and watching the biggest spectacle of them all. The joust. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, wait, there's yes. jousts? Well, there is joust. Not there, the video game, right? Like, yeah, no, no. Oh, there's actual, no or- actual joust. Oh, there's no ostriches. No ostriches. Like, no. Okay. no, but but you're like right. Horse, I mean, like, for people who have never seen a joust before, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is really a big spectacle because yes. you've got these people in full armor Whoa. riding on horseback with each other with big pointy sticks and trying to knock each other off. Yeah. That's something you don't see every day. No. Right. You know, so Let it me ask is you about the joust. Do they actually joust? Is it planned or is it... Like so 
Um, I will. I will speak broadly about okay. that. There are some that that are choreographed and yeah. staged, and it's clear cut who the winner is. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. there are some jousts that uh, they play for keeps. That's oh, awesome. That's, uh, yes. and, and it's a tournament type of, of situation. Oh, so there real there are tournament jousts, and some Ren fairs have them, some don't. But so there's um, professional jousters. There's pride Ours. involved. A lot of pride. There's a lot of pride. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to yeah. lose to this. Yeah, um, that's got to be amazing. So this is like giant like place that this is done in right like it's a field it's a field right uh well no it's it's uh like a fairground it, it is how do i ex- well the, the neat thing about this it, it has been it's several acres of, of land okay it was actually converted from uh it used to be a landfill in okay. harriman but it has since then uh been all cleaned up and there are grass and trees and we have so much shade Nice. Which yeah. is great because yeah. sometimes it does get warm and there's plenty of places to get out of the heat. Okay, um, but the 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 land is expansive. Uh, there are seven stages. Wow, there are things going on at every every wow minute. Okay. So um, if you came one day, you can come back the next day and maybe see stuff that you didn't see the first day. Absolutely, yeah. You awesome. could go all day long and watch the shows and never see the same show twice. And you do it rain or shine. We do it rain or shine. Mm. Yep, we Man, absolutely jousting do. in rain, and the would, rain be awesome. would be like something from a Tony Scott movie. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. slow mo. Yeah. Just... The only time we ever shut anything down for bad weather is if it becomes dangerous, like with lightning yeah, or really yeah, yeah, high yeah. winds yeah. or yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Of course. But yeah, I've I've played chess in the rain uh, as Robin Hood, and uh, wow. it was really epic because I mean we had the fight and everything, and yeah. we're swinging the swords oh, and dang. and the water's flying everywhere, cool and I'm uh, looking photos. out in the crowd going, yeah. boy, I hope somebody's got camera <laughs> yeah, right now so um a lot of seating or should people bring their own chairs no 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 there's plenty of seats no reason to, the only thing that i would bring is if you go oh look at the weather hey mm. it looks like it's going to be raining sure. they're still going to do it maybe if you know if sometimes if you have those like a, a those little seat cushions like yep, you bring yep, to yep, football yep, yep. games mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. like ponchos Some, and a yeah, seat cushion. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, and poncho would actually be even better yeah um but uh yeah there's plenty of seats plenty of seats you don't have to bring anything mm-hmm. and is this like the other what's the parking situation well the parking is there's plenty of okay. parking that's not going to be a problem and it's free too the free parking yeah so you know oh, that's cool yeah so yep. you don't have to worry about you know your ticket cost mm-hmm. on top of your parking, parking. fee right. uh parking's free so and what's the no ticket worries. pricing? Tickets are $20 a person. Okay. And uh, for kids 5 to 12, it's $10. Okay. That's not and bad. And under yeah. 5 is free. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and by all counts, it sounds like it's an all-day event. Like if you take a family of uh, four, uh, you're easily going to be able to spend uh, most of the day there. It really is. So the advice that I would give people mm-hmm. is if you're planning to come and you want to get the most out of it, mm-hmm. We give out a schedule up at the ticket booth. Take a good look at that schedule for a few minutes when you come in and kind of highlight what you want to do and kind of build your schedule out. Mm -hmm. And um, another great thing to do is look on our website, Mm. tmfair, that's fair with an E, dot com, uh, tmfair, and uh, we have all of the entertainment that is listed there. Mm-hmm. And so that'll give you an idea of, oh, this person is going to be doing this thing or this musical act plays this type of stuff that, that I really like to hear. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you get your schedule, you're able to look at it and go, I definitely saw this on the website. I want to go here, here, and here. Yeah. So, But the website, too, is uh, any questions that you have would be answered there on the website as well. So 
Okay. And on social yeah. media, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, but primarily uh, Facebook. How many years now is this for you guys? So let's see. I believe this is the eighth. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Wow. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they've been doing this since 2015. I came on in Pirate Fest in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I did my first medieval fair in 2019 as Robin Hood. I was going to say, I remember your Robin Hood costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I think thank you, you wore it to Fanboy one year. Yeah, I, I love that character. Um, of all the characters that I've played, mm-hmm. he's my favorite character. Okay. But my favorite character to play has been Merlin and Davy Jones. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. there's something there's something about those characters that they're so big and bombastic and, bombastic and, and yeah. unpredictable yeah um that uh that they've they've been very very fun oh, to play Davy Jones. yeah i was thinking davy crockett and i was like, <laughs> trying to figure out what the alamo has to do with any pirates now <laughs> merlin's voice is a lot easier on my throat than davy jones oh, after, oh, good, a, good. after a long yeah. day uh, that's because um, in in pirate fest mm-hmm. We do that on Memorial Day weekend, and that's a three-day. That's in Three also, days in right? a row. Yeah, same ground, so, same yeah. place. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of that third day, oh man, yeah, your your voice is starting to to give. Yeah, a little I think bit. people don't understand that with a lot of voice actors. That's like Mark Hamill yeah. can't do the Joker anymore. Mm, they, they, that's a Just hard a, voice yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And I heard like when you we were doing the magic and you were doing the Merlin, I could see where that could take. Take its toll on you after oh, yeah. a little bit. But it's not too terribly bad, you know, <laughs> when you're doing this type of thing. However, if you do Davy Jones, it comes from a totally yep. different yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little more um, Keith Richards there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's when we were doing our RPG show, uh, Bark at the Moon. Uh-huh. I refused to do a voice because I was like, there's no really? way. Been. I'm not going to keep up with the voice. <laughs> I'm not a trained actor. I'm not a thespian. <laughs> no, that's fair. Fair enough. But yeah. I can imagine you'd have a lot of fun with a voice, Ron. Maybe, but no, I was like, I can't do a voice. But this is awesome. So the first three are Saturdays and Sundays in Saturday, October. Saturday, Sunday, 11 to 6. And it really is something that you could spend all day doing. Mm. And what's the location? I don't think we've mentioned the location. Yeah, locations. so it is in Harriman, 550 Fisk Road. Oh. And that's Fisk like William Wilson. And that Fisk. well close. That's Fisk with an E, just like our oh, fair, fair with an E. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're both very fancy. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that it's it's an easy drive from Turkey Creek. It takes thirty minutes to okay. get to Harriman, and it's a straight shot down Forty Westbound. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's a lot easier to to get to than people. Th- I think a lot of people go Harriman. That seems like a long way away. It's really not. No, no, it's not. And just because it has a different name, people are like, "Oh, I got to drive all the way to Harriman." Yeah, <laughs> you know. But and, and really, that's typical with a lot of Ren fares. Uh, most of them are usually about thirty minutes outside of a major city because you where have to you have find, that much land. Where do yeah. you find acreage in the city? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and they can buy tickets online as well as at the. Yes, you can buy tickets online. You can buy tickets at the gate. I would recommend buying them online. Okay. Uh, that way you avoid the lines uh, there at the show. And uh, it, it is so much fun. I mean, there really is so much to do and see. And, and there's there's so much to do for the family. Mm. I, I, I want to stress that point, too, because it seems like there's there's very few things that you can do where everybody in the family yep. can really it's, get as much enjoyment out of it. It's very hard. Yeah, because you can't... Without plen- spending like hundreds yes, of dollars. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Y- you know, there's there's plenty of things to do where you go, man, the kids will love it, mm-hmm. but the adults aren't going to like it so much. Yep. Or All the right. adults are really going to like it, but the kids are like, uh, yeah. this is kind of boring. 
this is not that show. It really has something for everybody. One thing I didn't mention either was the craft vendors that we have. Oh, that's good. There are so many unique and interesting crafts. Everything from, you know, we talked about role-playing game stuff. Yeah. There's seems to always be vendors there who are selling dice boxes or dice towers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and there's... It's big right now. Yeah, D&D is and huge. we have a vendor there, too, who also uh, makes jewelry out of D20s and, and oh, D10s cool. and 12s. Okay. I mean, she's got some amazing things. Um, lots of stuff there for the kids, handmade toys for the kids. There are leather uh, like goods as well. Uh, there's uh, always face painting. There's face yeah. painting, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, henna, there's henna there as well. Okay. And the there, there's leather goods and um, costumes. Honestly, you could probably go there with just the shorts and t-shirts and come out <laughs> dressed in a full costume. Please, you Mike, you and Jamie need to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Only if Ron gets a henna tattoo. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, I could yeah. tell you had a blank look on your face <laughs> yeah. when he said henna. I was thinking henna time. You... I was like, that's not family appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> what is Henna is uh, it's a it is a temporary tattoo, but okay. it lasts a little longer than your temp- than your usual temporary okay. tattoos. So what happens is, and I, and and I'm not going to say everything that happens because I'm I won't get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, what they do is they they design um, uh, something on your hand, whatever pattern you want. Yeah. And what it does is it stains your hand. It hardens, and it stains your skin. And then when they take off, once it's hardened and you they pull it away, now you have like this really intricate design yeah. on your hand or your arm or And it or lasts like a couple days? No. Uh, more like a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Whoa. Yeah. 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 You need to get a neck tattoo. I want to yeah. You get should little, get something, man. I want to get like a gang, like the little tear on your eye. tear on your eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could get a Spider-Man tattoo on your arm. There was one time I wanted a Spider-Man tattoo and I have a friend that owns a tattoo shop and she was like, Oh, yeah, I can definitely do a, a tattoo, and I'll give you a discount. I've really wanted to do, like, a back tattoo, and I was like, I don't want a back tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, a little Spider-Man head somewhere. But, no, that sounds amazing. Yeah, And yeah. Um, I know one lucky visitor, uh, one lucky listener is not going to have to worry about paying for no, two tickets. No, they're not. We've got a pair of tickets we can Ooh. give away. Now, that's yep. magic right there. There yeah. you go. Uh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do that Um the next episode, we'll we'll probably give the giveaway then. But yeah, we'll have a pair of tickets. Yeah, that makes yes. sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a uh, we want to thank Carson for giving. Actually, gave uh, me, Mike, and Ryan uh, pairs of tickets. Yeah, I want to so see you all there. there. Absolutely. Oh, this up. is going to be a lot better because it's going to be cooler. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ryan's getting so. Ryan's getting a henna tattoo of Spider Ham, a full back oh. piece. Back now, now uh, you know I did. I'm gonna be like uh, Red Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I did mention uh, the website again, but or I uh, mentioned the website. I want to do it again one more time though. Sure. Uh, TMFair.com. You do want to check out who is going to be there because there are some acts that will only be there certain, certain weekends. Yes. Okay. Ah. Um, like for example, there's one that I'm very excited about. They're only going to be there one weekend. Huh. And that is the Owl and Raptor uh, uh, Rescue. And Ooh. so they have they have owls that are there. And as playing Merlin, I'm uh, very yeah. fond oh. <laughs> of owls. Are they yeah. the first weekend, you said? They're the, um, the middle weekend, the okay. second weekend. 
Yeah, they'll That's be there awesome. then. Um, but yeah, check that website and make sure that your favorite act is going to be there that weekend. And Mike, I asked so much of you, but can we also put the link to that in the show notes this week? Yes, sir. I'm cool. at your beck and call. Nice. So there you go. That's TM for Tennessee Medieval and then Fair with the E at the end. You right? got it. Yep. Okay. And it's not TMZ Fair. That's a <laughs> no, no, that's different. Totally different. completely different site. <laughs> yeah. Were you, and that one, you're dressed as one of the Kardashians. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He does a great voice on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am excited. And the, as people like, um, we're going to have a video that we're going to put up on the Comics Exchange, like, around uh, either some, like when the episode comes out Wednesday or maybe a day mm-hmm. later of uh, some of the magic that you did. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's just a taste of some of the magic you'll see from Merlin at the Tennessee oh, Medieval Fair. Yeah. The voice is great. Yeah, you definitely need to see the fire on the staff. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think we're going to post that. Your eyes, when that... It's when a staff that, infection. When, <laughs> hey, it burns. When well, the, <laughs> let me ask you this, and you can ask, actually yeah. answer in the Merlin voice would be great, mm-hmm. but... You're like James up. Lipton right now. <laughs> Your seven favorite is, words. Is, is Merlin here? Can we talk to Merlin? <laughs> but growing up, did you have in comic books some magic users, let's say magic-based characters to make it easier, maybe that you gravitated toward or that kind of caught your imagination? Or Oh, yes, there, there was many. You know, Merlin is a time-traveling character. You know, <laughs> so I've seen the future and I've read many of the comics. Oh, you should see what's coming out next week. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I've already read it. It's very good. <laughs> now, you know, the, the, um, some of the books that, that I like, some of the characters I like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think we have to give props to Doctor Strange, mm, you know, yeah. the master of the mystic arts, you yes. know, there's there's probably none better. Uh, however, uh, you know, Zatanna may have something to say about that. Well, from the DC mm. side, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But uh, if it was me, I would say probably Doctor Strange, the master of the mystic arts, yes. Yeah, he's not interesting character because he started in like the 60s right like it was uh he did in strange tales steve Ditko, yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and the new uh strange book that's running right now is fantastic yeah yeah i I think now i haven't read it is it more of the um is he back to being the sorcerer supreme he's back because they did that um with mistress clea right seven or eight issues where it was Mm -hmm. clea and uh, strange is back and like not not a surprise to anyone (laughs) um but yeah but dr strange has always been one of those uh, I think he's my favorite of the Marvel, I guess the Marvel wizards and sorcerers, yes. I guess. And I did like kind of how like the old covers did play up the mystic arts, that dark yeah, aspect yeah, yeah. where there'd be, you know, maybe a, a pentagram on the floor or some smoke kind of billowing up. Or yeah. It was definitely was felt more atmospheric to me than, yeah. uh, than some of the other uh, the Marvel books. And Zantana has such a cool design. That's such a cool design. For, it's such a classic look. Yeah, it's almost like a what, like a female magician's apprentice, or maybe even a female magician's a outfit. She's got the top hat. She's got the yeah. top hat, like the magician yeah. would have. And I like her thing where her spells are always like backwards. That's yeah, cool. yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, kind of reminiscent of how the demon would uh, he would speak mm, and, and yeah. verse, you know. And I so, can so, never write for the demon because I can't. So, <laughs> just the whole rhyming thing, I'd be like, I can't do this. But it's cool as a reader because you know yeah. with Zaytana, you can kind of decipher with a spell or with the demon. You yep. know, you get the poetry. Yeah. Um. So it's like a little added bonus. You know, for me, I was looking up some lists uh, for these things, like mm-hmm. like we do. Uh, and it that's really Shipley's kind of, job. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I was surprised at uh, how many of the, the DC wizards and magicians stand out to me. Uh, both companies mm. obviously have them, but when I was looking at these lists, just a lot more of the DC ones jump out at me. And I want to throw a shout out there to uh, Spectre. I think Spectre's awesome. Yep. Yeah, Spectre's fantastic. 
Spectre um, is super cool. And I also want to throw a, a shout out to, to Timmy Hunter from Books of Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a shame that, you know, that he ripped off Harry Potter. <laughs> Ten years before <laughs> Harry Potter. It's but, so crazy. But no, Mike's absolutely right. Like yeah. when uh, when I was looking at the list, it seemed like it was more heavily populate, populated with DC characters. And I think it's just because DC was quicker to embrace maybe some of the more fantastical, magical mm-hmm. aspects. Well, Superman is has a weakness to magic, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep, I mean, yep, yep. you kind of got to fill that void. Yes. Yeah. So you have, you know, and, and, and technically, I guess, Captain Marvel, Shazam is a magic oh, yeah, character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Constantine. John That's Constantine. the one that we got to definitely talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Constantine is great. Even though some writers crack me up because they feel like, we got to make sure everybody understands that he's British, so he's got to say bollocks at least right. every now and then. <laughs> I would love to see a Doctor Strange and Constantine crossover. Yeah. Oh, that'd be Ooh. really cool. Didn't Hollywood Paul work on Constantine? So he did. The, the show, show, it only ran for one season, right? Or it half did. a season, maybe. Yeah. But the the Matt Smith, was he and he the, ended up going... Uh, owned to play Constantine on um, uh, Heroes of Tomorrow. The, yes. Yeah. Um, but no, he, according to Paul, he said that the show was phenomenal. He enjoyed Legends working on it. Tomorrow. Yeah. But they just didn't give it a, a fair chance. No. Yeah. They. I think they aired it uh, on a Friday night or Saturday night. It was. Yeah. Whichever night it was, a death nail for for TV. Yeah. Matt Smith. Um. He had just got done playing um, the main character in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did you have any other ones, Mike? Because I. Yeah, you know, a couple that come to mind for me, um, Titans are kind of having a moment right now. Mm-hmm. Teen Titans have been popular over the years. Uh, Raven stands right. out to me oh, a lot. Yeah. Um, yep. Ilyana Rasputin from the X-Men Magic, mm-hmm. I think she's a big one for me. Magic's Constantine, cool of course, yeah. we, we touched on. Etrigan, I'm a big fan of yeah. as well. So there, there's a lot out there. Yeah. Um, do you have any other ones that you can? You know, outside of the ones we mentioned, it's kind of hard to think of some of especially when it comes to Marvel. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on that note, Scarlet Witch is having an amazing oh, comic yeah, right now. Her comic right that? now is yeah. great. Yeah. Scarlet Witch, the new yeah. the Scarlet Witch book has been like one of my favorites. Like mm-hmm. the last issue with another magic user, Loki. Oh yeah. Um, they did this thing where she made a, she did a spell where Loki had to tell the truth for like 24 hours. <laughs> and she was trying to get Loki to give this giant, uh, his king sh- kingship, right? So he could lead the giants. Mm-hmm. And so she forced him into a truth off mm. where they had a battle of each other telling the truth. And it was like, it's, it's, well, it was amazingly written. You know, if I think about it though, is Scarlet Witch, does she actually do magic or is yes. it her mutant power? Uh, well, mm, it's a little, bo- a little, it's a little bit days. of both. Okay. I always feel bad for the character because they always do whenever they're like running out of ideas. They're like, Oh, Wanda's gone crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to make her go crazy again. And Doctor Doom, a lot of people don't realize his connection to magic as well. Yes. Yeah, Doctor Doom. uh, There's a great comic. I I think it was, I I don't know if it was the 70s or 80s, but Iron Man and Doctor Strange, not Doctor, Doctor Doom Mm -hmm. went to Camelot. Oh. Oh. It's fantastic, and that yeah, they uh, they go back and uh, they, they meet oh Merlin. yeah, that's but, like around yeah. like one of the anniversary issues. Yeah, I yeah, mean. I think yeah, I think it was it. I think it was yep. an anniversary issue. It was like a one shot, and uh, uh, Doom was following him through time, and they ended up in Camelot, and of course they think that. Tony Stark is a knight because of the way that yep. he's dressed oh, and everything. Cool. Yeah. So there's also a little bit of that, uh, uh, a Connecticut, Connecticut Yankee, Yankee in King, King Arthur's, Arthur's Court. Court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of that going on. Another one we forgot that mm-hmm. has like one of the coolest character costume designs, Doctor Fate. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Pierce Bronson. I thought and, uh, he was the Adam. best part yeah. of that movie. I really yeah. did. Yeah. 
one that's recent, mm-hmm. uh, I think she was a part of the Runaways, uh, Nico. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nico and uh, Cersei. Yeah, um, and uh, Scarlet Witch is one of Scarlet Witch's sons, Wiccan. Mm. Oh, I forgot about Wiccan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Young Avengers. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, there's so many. Brother Voodoo. Yeah, um, more than I thought. Morgan Le Fay, who I guess was a part uh, of right, the... Right, is a part yeah. of the Arthurian lady. Agatha Harkness. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Mixed a Spitlick? Oh, yep. Yeah. Yes. Technically counts. Guess, yeah, it's magic. God bless you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Madam Xandu? Madam Xanadu. Xanadu. Yeah, no, uh, she, she is magic, yeah. Felix Faust? <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> He's a bad guy. Is that the bottom of the barrel? Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, Did we we're just scratch it? Yeah. But no, there's a, a ton of good magic. And if you like, um, right now, uh, Sandman Universe is mm. doing a lot of really cool stuff. with like mm-hmm. They just did the Dead Boy Detectives. Right. Um, and there's like a little magic in there, too. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of cool magic characters. Yeah. yeah. Like Who is your favorite person that's played Merlin? Oh, good oh that is a good question. I, I, I probably have to be two. And because they're so incredibly different, yep. I think because of the... the light-hearted comedic type of of performance i'd probably have to go with um the voice actor who did the sword in the stone disney's sword in the stone oh yeah oh, okay. yeah. yeah um and uh but other than that i would have to go with um oh my goodness gracious now i've forgotten his name but is the actor that played merlin in uh excalibur in the early 80s. Oh, I love... I haven't seen Excalibur in forever. He has, like, the uh, the chrome plate on his head. Yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah, very yeah, yeah, over yeah. the top. Yeah. Very over the top. Very big. And, and yeah, but I, I really like his performance. Look that up, Shipley. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L N- Williamson. Nicole, yeah. Nicole Williamson. Nicole Williamson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic in that. And, and oddly enough, that was... You could who, pull that look off. Well, that's... That was the approach that I took for the audition last year when mm. I was auditioning for the role of Merlin. Okay. Was more of that type of, kind of of darker, very kind of campy type of character. Right. Um, but you know, you need balance in a show, right? Sure. Yeah. And so there was a lot of roles, but very few roles that were really like very obviously and, and purposefully comedic. Right, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to lean into the comedy uh, of of Merlin, and so I came up with a voice that's kind of like a mix between Boris Karloff and Jim Broadbent. And my approach with this particular Merlin is mm-hmm. he's kind of a bumbling kind of buffoon. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's part of a way that he throws off how powerful uh, he uh-huh. actually is. We call uh, it the Yoda technique. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to go real deep and nerdy in this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it comes from um, Fizban from the Dragonlance books. Ah, okay. Uh, because Fizban was that was the, that was the uh, type of um, persona. Per- persona that he had was you know I don't know anything I'm just this old fool and stuff. <laughs> but he's this very powerful, powerful. Yeah. Uh, wizard and uh, uh, also you know really uh, you'd have to go back even further and and go to uh, Tolkien's Gandalf. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, the same yeah, type yeah. of thing, and so that's kind of how I approach my Merlin is uh, this seemingly bumbling buffoon type of wizard, uh, but don't get in his way. Yeah, push comes, <laughs> push <laughs> comes to shove. It's going to get ugly. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, Carl Swinson played him in Sword of the and the Stone. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, and here's something that blows my mind: 
Stanley Tucci played Merlin in Transformers last night. That's right. Uh, like yes. Merlin was in a Transformers uh, yeah, movie. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm. sworn off those movies by that point. Yep. <laughs> and Ringo Starr played him in a movie called Son of Dracula. What? Oh, what? Wow. That's a double whammy. It must yeah. have just yeah. had. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe had famous characters. Let me yeah. ask you this. Yes. Do you have a favorite real world magician? Mm. Um, yeah, that is a good question. Um, the answer may surprise you. Oh. I am going to have to go with Steve Martin. Oh, really? Wow. I wasn't going to guess that at all. Yeah, and a lot of it is because it it may be more topical for me right now because his approach is a very comedic type of magic approach. And so I employ a lot of that in my acts and the way that I interact with the crowd. Mm -hmm. I, I I do borrow from some of his original acts. He started out as a magician. Huh. Yeah, huh. so so he was a writer on the Smothers Brothers show. What a talented guy. Yeah, but he before is. that, before that, Steve Martin worked at Disneyland in Merlin's Magic Shop. Whoa. So you would go to Disneyland and you could be a kid and buy like a magic trick from Steve, Steve Martin, Martin, who wasn't Steve Martin by that point, right? right. So yep. he became a writer on the Smothers Brothers show, did some <laughs> magic acts and stuff, and they had him on every now and then. In fact, if you go on, on YouTube and look up Steve Martin's Smothers Brothers. You you see some wow. of his old stuff, and yeah, yeah. That's so because he. I saw him live last year with Martin Short. Mm-hmm. I wish he had done magic. He did. Yeah. he's a phenomenal. It's like, all uh, banjo now. Banjo, banjo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's phenomenal. Yeah, he yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah. He's very accomplished. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, I. I love the big spectacle of of things like Penn and Teller and mm-hmm. David Blaine, and like, that's all great. Yeah, yeah, D- yeah. Doug Henning. You're gonna have to help me out there. <laughs> no, it's. That's from back in the seventies. He yeah. had the uh, he had the permed afro and uh, he was I, he yeah. was on Sesame Street. A lot. I remember as a kid yeah. seeing David Copperfield make the Statue of Liberty disappear, and I, I remember that. going, "Well, mm-hmm. this man needs to be arrested." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we should uh, give a shout out to Danny Whitson, shouldn't we? Yeah, Danny Whitson. Uh, he's a local uh, comic slash uh, magician. Oh, that's um, right. I have heard of him actually. Yeah. yeah, he's his shows are super fun. I saw really entertaining. It was like one of the first shows I saw after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of crowd work. He does yeah. a lot of good crowd. I think he's got a new comedy album out. Just released it. You can find nice. that streaming wherever you find oh, your streaming what's it called? stuff. Look, um, get up, look it up, Shipley. Uh, it's too much of this. <laughs> Why do you even uh, ask, Ryan? Just go straight yeah. to. And he actually, on this album, does a magic trick. He instructs you to get stuff from around your house yeah. and, and do the trick yourself as he's walking you through That's the steps. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the big stuff is great, but, mm-hmm. man, if you can make somebody laugh, right. I think that's more magical than than the trick itself. Right. That's mm-hmm. the, the feeling you walk away with after a, a good laugh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's worth more, in my opinion. Uh, I could definitely see that. Sometimes my look. Look, when I look it up, it feels like magic. Um, <laughs> Danny Whitson's Magic and Comedy. Dirty Tricks is the name of the album. Dirty Tricks. You can find, you can look on his Facebook or just look up Danny uh, Winston, W uh, H I T S O N. All right, book of the week. I will go first. They just have a new Batman and Robin book. It's phenomenal. The artists in here, Simone D'Amio. There you go. Uh, and Joshua Williamson is writing it. And oh, he's, love Joshua. Oh, he's phenomenal right now. Uh, yeah. The artwork is gorgeous. Paper they're using in this is fantastic. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun Batman and Robin book. I think it's been a minute since we had a, a Batman and Robin. And this is not connected to the crossover that's going right now with Batman and Catwoman. So so a good jumping on point then. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, I love Damian Wayne. What a, what a cool character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so good. Um, <laughs> Batman and Robin uh, is my pick of the week. Uh, Mike. 
I was perhaps looking at taking a little break from Daredevil. I was like, well, Zadarsky's wrapping it up. Maybe mm-hmm. it'd be a good time to step back a little bit. And then I saw the spoiler for the new issue, and I was like, nope, back in again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Just I'm, I'd say a lot of people have seen it. If not, just go ahead and bump this up 15 seconds on your app or whatnot. But uh, the new spoiler pictures released is Matt is now going to become a priest. Yeah, He's got the wow. white collar and everything. And what a cool development for that character. After all that these is. things that's been done with Daredevil over mm-hmm. the years, this has never been done, and it makes, it makes it very interesting for me. I really want to see where this goes. And it's so cool because... His religion is a big part oh, yeah. of, yeah. of yeah. him as a character. And, yeah. and the guilt from that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good that they're not just completely dropping where Zodowski left the character. No, no, no. It's a continuation for sure. And uh, this is by Saladin Ahmed and Aaron Cooter with the arts. Uh, John Ramida is doing the cover junior, that is, obviously. And uh, it looks like the, uh, the Daredevil train's going to keep rolling, man. Let's keep this quality going. I'm excited nice. about it. Some really cool variants, too. Oh, there's like nine covers. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the good thing about Daredevil, it's been a consistently good book yep. since really uh, Joe Casada took over and brought Kevin Smith on to Daredevil. And that yep. was what, like 98, something yeah. like that, 2000s? Yeah. 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 So it's the last 24 years of Daredevil has been amazing. Yeah. 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 So for me, I'm going to pick uh, the new Batman Gargoyle of Gotham by Raphael Grandpa. I love that name. I it's a great name. It. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it sounds like it's one of those fake names when you check into a hotel and you don't yeah, want anyone yeah. to know. Yeah. But uh, if you, if you haven't, haven't experienced his work, he is started off as an artist. This book he's actually writing and drawing. Oh, okay. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, he did that Dark Knight, that one shot, the Golden Child, I want to say, that came out in the last Frank Miller, Bryson Azzarello Dark Knight okay. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people may already be familiar with his work. But this is going to be a mini-series. Um, the cool thing about this is, in this story, and it, this story is separate from the DC Universe. So it, you, you it's can black read, label. It's self-contained. It's black label, so it's a little more mature. But you can read this without having to read all the other Batman books. Very okay. cool. In this story here, Batman Bruce has decided, basically, to, to hang up the Bruce Wayne uh, kind of persona and become Batman full-time. Oh, wow. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah, you have a, a serial killer who's on the loose. Batman and, and, and the G- GCPD start finding these bodies. Uh, eventually, you find that they're kind of linked together and kind of tied to Bruce's past. Hmm. The other cool thing about this is Grandpa, <laughs> he, gets to, uh, he gets to really unleash his... Because he gets to create basically a new rogues gallery for Batman. So it's oh, not just... Oh, wow. It's not, you have, yeah, and... Um, the book is somewhat political. It's 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 definitely slanted toward the working class and the poor. Like okay. the messaging in the book is, yep. if you just want to see something something new that you don't have to have really much of a background in Batman to read, and you want to see some brand new cool villains and not just hmm. another Penguin story. Yep. And you're interested in in a cool murder mystery. I mean, this clicks all the boxes, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, great I, cover too I love the gloss yeah, over the yeah, mat really nice. Yeah. nice and that's yeah. what uh, what they used to be what prestige format is what they used to call that it's got mm-hmm. the, the binding on it mm-hmm. yeah kind of a square bound binding mm-hmm. the Jim Lee variant for that book looks weird does not look like a Jim Lee oh drawing. it does no. not I thought it was Frank Whiteley yeah, yeah it looks more like oh, in, wow. uh, and there's a cool David Finch variant that looks mm. awesome too oh I like yeah. David Carson so the last time I was on here I recommended Dark Ride yep mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it again yeah, yeah. 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 yep from Image Comics. Uh, because uh, tomorrow, 
or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, it will be out. Uh, but it, it, it wraps up the end of a story arc. Okay. Uh, oh. And so um, it's just great. It's another fa- Joshua Williamson. It book. is another Joshua Williamson. Um, you know, I, I said last time, I'll say it again, he uh, he turned me on to... Uh, to well, his his work really captured me when I read Birthright, right. and uh, loved loved that storyline. And so far, Dark Ride has not disappointed either. Um, yep. Another one though that I'll throw in there: mm-hmm. um, if you have not gotten on to the new Godzilla comic, uh, oh gosh, now I've forgotten the name of it. Do you recall? We're here there be here there be monsters uh, here there be dragons here be, there be dragons yes I didn't even have to look it yeah. up you went for your phone <laughs> yeah. though I saw it yeah. uh, the second issue just came out last week so still time to, to get on top of that it's a mini series I think there's like five or six issues yep. um, and if you like pirates and you like Godzilla oh, you oh. cannot go wrong with that so they think he's like a sea creature yes That's, yes oh. um, and it's, huh. it's it's fantastic so to end uh, recommendations I'll go first it's a Hulu documentary I just finished uh, <laughs> called The Jewel Thief. Oh, that and sounds it's, exciting. Uh, yeah, it's basically, it's a first-hand account of this master thief named Gerald Blanchard, who during the late 80s mm-hmm. into the 2000s was just this crazy, like, thief. Like, it's kind of incredible. Like, they show how he does this heist, how he'd find a bank that was getting constructed on before it was finished uh-huh. and he would for like a month or two sneak into the bank every night and kind of fiddle and break things just a little bit so the night before they open where they put the money into the bank he can get into the bank break over the atms and steal everything he steals a diamond from uh, a east european country that i'm blanking on right now oh man um but it's a first-hand telling of his entire story him and the detectives that were chasing him it's incredible if you like heist like real life heist stuff and crime like in crime documentaries now it sounds fantastic it's so good and it's uh it's on hulu hulu I probably shouldn't recommend something I haven't played yet, but I'm pre-ordering it before I played it, so I may as well. Um, I'm really, really excited about Mortal Kombat 1 coming out this week. Mortal Kombat! It it looks like uh, it's just really inspired. It looks like they're taking it to the next level. The graphics look incredible. The new Mm. play systems look fast. They look uh, simple. They don't look like they're too bogged down like the last game got a little bit. The roster's great. It's a story reboot that continues from the last game. It's a, a universe where Liu Kang is sort of shaped what's going on, and he's the god as opposed to Raiden. It kind of restarts the timeline with Liu Kang's guidance, and uh, it, it just looks so nominal. If you haven't looked up any trailers and you're curious about it, Mortal Kombat 1, very excited. What I really like about what I've seen so far of it is how car- colorful it is. Oh, you know what? That like is so a great much, point. Like the so much Mortal color. Kombat games are so dark looking yeah. and stuff. This is color everywhere of what they've at least shown. Hmm. I guess that really ties in with it being Liu Kang's version of a universe. That, that's a really good point. Yeah. And we're going to get, for the first time ever, the person that inspired Johnny Cage... Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, get out, oh, really? is, yeah. is going to be in the game. He's got his own model and voices. Wow. Uh, and not only that, but the, they've an, they made news with some of the guest characters. They always the do DLC. guest characters mm-hmm. in these games. Omni-Man. Oh, from Invincible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Homelander. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And the boys. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, all of those characters fit so yeah, well. Three of them are yeah. violent. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's it, it looks phenomenal. It looks like it's packed with so much stuff. There's like a Mario Party version mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. Mm. Like, yeah. At least I think it's going to be. 
Yeah, I think <laughs> reviews are probably like going to start coming out like tomorrow. For 60 bucks, it better be. Yeah, yeah. 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 70 now. Yeah. Are they 70? Oh, That's how long 70. it's been since I bought a game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill. So for mine, I was going to recommend the uh, Tennessee Medieval Fair, but I have a feeling someone else may recommend it. <laughs> so, but um, I'm going to recommend something that me and my wife started watching. We saw the first season, and this is unusual because she's usually not that much. Well, I'll take that back. She does like sports. So we're watching season two of Winning Time, The Rise of mm. the Lakers Dynasty. Huh. And it's, I, w- I just want to recommend it to people who may not be into sports, and so they kind of poo-poo it initially because they're like, I don't want to watch something about basketball, Magic Johnson. and But it's really kind of like how Walking Dead was about the moments that happened in between a zombie film. Oh, These right. are like the moments that happen off the court, you know, the stuff you, you're not familiar with that you haven't seen that you're always curious about. So... She's not particularly that up on the Lakers, but she's gotten into this thing with Magic Johnson, and you know he's got Cookie back home, but he's got all these ladies in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. there's the romantic drama. Mm-hmm. You've got the business side of it, where Jenny Bus is trying to maybe take over the team, and uh, yeah. but, but Jerry Bus prefers his son. So there's some, you know, so it, it's one of those things that initially you may not be that drawn to, but it has common themes that run through all TV shows. Um, and if you give it a chance, I think you'll... And it's got your, your boy John C. Riley. John C. Riley oh, nice. uh, plays Dr. Buss. Dr. Buss. Um, not only him, Jason Clark. We were talking about in Oppenheimer going, we've seen this guy so many places. He plays Jerry West, and he is... You cannot tell that's him. You cannot tell. And um, Jason Siegel from yeah. uh, Freaks and Geeks. Adrian Brody as a- Pat... Academy Award yeah. winner Aiden Brody is Pat Riley. The third episode of the first season. What do you think? And, like I don't know much about the Lakers, right? Okay. But I was like, who is this Adrian Brody playing? And then he was like, says his name Pat Riley. I'm going, Pat Riley. Okay. Because at first it doesn't look like him, but you yeah. start to see him go through the transformation, the slick back hair, the suits. and the dude that played uh, the commissioner and on the shield, Michael Chiklis, uh, shows up. He plays Red Auerbach, yeah. the owner of the Celtics. So and it's done in like a cool. They do a cool filter on it where it looks like something that would have been shot in the late 70s, early 80s. So it ha- even has like the vintage film look, and you'll even see the little cigarette burn transitions in the top of the film, you know, that you yeah. should denote like when you need to change the reel. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. The soundtrack's great. Um, I can't speak highly enough of it. But HBO Max, right? HBO Max. We're going to keep calling it HBO Max. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah we're not doing that Max nonsense. I mean, it's still it's still Twitter and it's still Thompson Bowling, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Carlson. But anyway, Carson. So uh, my recommendation is, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a little on the nose. Tennessee Medieval Fair coming yeah. up hey, uh, yeah. in the first three weekends of October. So, uh, you know, you got a, a couple weeks before that happens. So I guess for right now, I've got to recommend okay. tmfair.com yes, to, to research it. Uh, but that being said, that's a little cheap. I need to at least give somebody something else other than just the recommendation. Give us two recommendations. Yes. So I'll give you I'll, I'll give allow you it. It's yeah, unusual, okay. but I'll All allow right. it. The judge has allowed it. <laughs> We're yeah. coming up on spooky season. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah. I have to recommend a movie that I saw in theaters recently. It had a very, very short run in theaters, oh. uh, but it is now available to uh, rent and I think purchase on streaming. Nice. That is The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So for those that don't know, this follows the uh, chapter. There's only one, one chapter ch- and a couple pages. The boat ride. Yes, in Bram Stoker's Dracula oh, about... Wow. Um, uh, it's about when Dracula takes a uh, voyage on the Demeter to go from his home in Transylvania to London to mm-hmm. Carfax Abbey, mm-hmm. and um, 
It's a lot like Alien on a boat. Yeah. You know, it's that type of thing. So it's the spooky thing in the dark that's Mm -hmm. going to kill you and pick you off one by one. Oh, that sounds awesome. So um, it is 100% a B movie. But but I mean that in the best type of way. Yes. You don't go into this movie thinking that it's going to cover new ground or really for that matter do anything that hasn't been done before mm-hmm. it's kind of predictable i mean it's definitely predictable if you know the book you it's, know exactly yeah, yeah, how yeah. it ends if the movie's titled the last voyage i'm yeah. assuming it's the last <laughs> exactly voyage. Yeah. so i mean uh but the the thing is, is is it feels like a modern day hammer horror film nice it has that gothic type of feel to it mm-hmm. it's a classic monster movie um and uh i would i would recommend that one it, it's not breaking new ground but right. man is it a fun watch yeah nice. perfect time perfect time perfect time for it yep indeed mm-hmm. well this episode has been magical oh yes mm-hmm. it has yes better uh, good mike uh, this episode has been enchanting oh. Oh, I like it. but i think it's about time to wrap it up oh no we'd like to thank two-time guest mr carson uh, hutt hey thank you guys medieval fair and as always, I'm closing out as Mike D. I'm Ryan. And I'm Bill. And I'm Merlin. We'll see you in Camelot. Bye. Bye. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp. Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken. To have his kneecap split and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brace or of